0: It's a festive show And a ho 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 We got
1: Fla's lazy eye Jimmy
0: George's BMI Will Sexton go to France? But will Cooney get a chance? Foreigners in green Fla and Trimby pick the team Joe presents Baz and
1: Andrew's House of Rugby Together with Guinness Hello and you're very welcome to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby Here on Joe Together with Guinness A huge win for Leinster on Saturday Which means they have already qualified for the quarterfinals of the Champions Cup Ulster are not far behind them. Connacht had a huge uh, comeback win against Gloucester on Saturday and Munster were on the receiving end of one against Saracens. Uh, we've got Fla backstage, and he's straining on the leash back there, mad to get on here talk about <laughs> rugby. Uh, so we'll have him on in a few minutes. Uh, we're going to talk about all the Champions Cup action. We'll look ahead to the, uh, the interprovincial games this weekend. We'll discuss Ireland Sevens team's uh, competition at the weekend in Cape Town, and also select our best 15 foreign players to play in Ireland that can't qualify for Ireland. Correct, right? correct. Proper foreigners. Um, but first, Trimby, I had a wonderful weekend. I'm just going to take over. I'm not going to ask you how your weekend went first. <laughs> well, I've told you I did nothing. <laughs> exactly. So I'm just going to take the reins. Uh, we said a few weeks ago when we had Felix on that he might come back and play a gig with Hermitage Green. He came back and played his first uh, gig with us last night after nine years um, of an absence. And we did it in our the first place we ever played a gig so it was uh, the Kurgauer Bar and Limerick. Was, was he wanted to play all the old stuff he yeah, played then? Yeah, so we had to run through them with them first. and uh, He was more than capable, but we went on and we did three without him at the start. And then I called him on. And introduced him as a surprise. I and just uh,
0: imagine you muting his boron. He's just, <laughs> just actually,
1: away. actually happened at the start. <laughs> <laughs> Completely not on
0: purpose, but he was muted for the first just couple of songs. Pad the ends of the stick so you can hear absolutely <laughs> nothing. <often. laughs> he's like, this is great.
1: But when he's coming on, I was hoping, like, because he showed us his medal upstairs, so he brought the medal. So I was like, please wear that onto the stage. <laughs> So I was expecting it to be like, uh, when I announced him, almost like a WWE entrance, like Hulk Hogan. Do <laughs> you know when he came back once or twice when he went bad? I was actually at Kurt Angle, of the gold medalist. Yes, exactly, yeah. And he used to wear it. Yeah. So I was expecting him to come walk, because there's a the stairs that leads down. I was expecting him to walk down and like, Just no top bomb with his medal. I am a real South (laughs) African, (laughs) fight for your rights, fight for... But he didn't, he didn't. He came on bashful and humble. Um, But yeah, we had him muted for the first couple of songs, and (laughs) it sounded great. (laughs) Did he ever find out? We realised after a couple of songs, uh, and then we turned him on, and he was brilliant. Yeah. Great to have him back.
0: Was he showboating with his medal on stage?
1: Well, I said, where's the medal after a couple of songs, and... uh, Oh, he didn't
0: wear his medal on the wear stage. It,
1: so my dad had to go upstairs and get it out of his jacket, and then my dad came down wearing it, uh, <laughs> which is quite weird, <laughs> but made his entire life. I think I'm sure. Uh, yeah. So it was cool. Um, what else happened? It was minding minding babies a good bit? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't spoke about them much. They're very good. Twins is full on.
0: Okay. Um, How old are they
1: They're four months. Uh, My wife is back to work, so when I have them on my own for a couple of days it's it's bonkers like. I can
0: imagine. Yeah. They're just looking at me like But at least you get to watch what you want on TV. (laughs) Mm. I never get to watch what I want anymore. Yeah, there's Paw Patrol and Frozen. Pretty happy
1: watching, uh, like, Goodfellas the other day. The two of them were yeah. sitting there, like, pretty happy out. <laughs> yeah. When you're feeding the two of them, it's like, I just want one of them to learn how to use the remote control so he could, like, turn up the TV or, or turn it down yeah. or else get him to use his own bottle, one or the other. Would you watch a
0: lot of gangster movies with them? Uh, I watched because, The Irishman with them. Because that's all the infants will have. They'll be like, hey, come on, hey. <laughs> hey, capiche?" Yeah, yeah, that would be a bad thing.
1: Yeah, uh, But Mick the Baby hadn't uh, hadn't pooed in a few days. And uh, my sister-in-law offered to mine them for an hour so I could go uh, to the gym. So I dropped them up. And when I was leaving, uh, I was like, I could feel something inside him rumbling. And I was like, I think he might have uh, done a poo. And she's like, that's fine. I clean it up. I, I didn't tell her that he hadn't pooed in a few days. And then when I left, she called me, and it was like getting a call from an ER room, like an <laughs> operating table. <laughs> she had to cut
0: him out of his baby grow because there was so much shit. Is that extreme? Uh, no, no, no. If 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 one of ours did did a turd in his baby grow, like that's that's dead, that's gone. I'm not washing that. She said it's it dead. Anyway, you might as well cut it up. She
1: cut it out. I wanted to like. Do you know the way if a player gets injured? bad injury and they have to cut him out of his jersey a a player turns his jersey (laughs) (laughs) do you remember though that was uh, was quite a thing and it was like even though it might be a horrendous memory you'd still hold on to the jersey because it was a bit of a symbol of like yeah I got hurt I was in battle but I still have the jersey (laughs) that I was cut out of so I went back to her I was like where's the baby going she was like it's in the bin I cut him out of it I was like I want to have that to show him in years <laughs> to come. You were caught
0: out of this. <laughs> Look how yeah. much shit came out of your body. So you just handed Mick over and then walked off. Yeah. I imagine it's like it's like you're walking away and there's like explosions in a burning building. <laughs> yeah, in the yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just like diving. Yeah, she see. rang me. She
1: was like, "Oh my god, we've got a shit." <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah, it's
1: full on. Yeah, it's mental. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't yeah. get any less mental. No, it doesn't. Not. Yeah. No. They get older. Definitely oh, not. If you have I, more. I was just gonna say I forgot this, but I didn't. Um, did you buy me a
0: Christmas present this year? Uh, yeah. Where is it? It's, um, well, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, so you
1: bought me a Christmas present last year and I forgot to buy you one. <laughs> I, so I gave you a cactus from the Jacks. <laughs> a cactus? <laughs> a cactus. <laughs> but uh, this year I bought you one. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's just, uh, a bum bag! <laughs> a bum bag. See, I know you liked my bum bag. What is it? I,
0: unzipped it so I bought you a bum bag uh, I needed someone to buy me a bum bag that's perfect because and it matches your yellow jumper that's that is brilliant thank you so much no, and your black pants yeah, <laughs> <Probably> <laughs> matching your
1: outfits.
0: yeah. and I, I bought you some uh, gifts inside because oh. well. I've been looking at bum bags recently and Anna's like you just want to be just like Barry don't you so I needed someone to get me it there you go I also want um, a nose piercing so if you could get me one of those I will We can. I'm in Belfast on Friday Trimby's going to play a gig I love these. on Friday did you get me that because I love these Oh, you have already. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Pardon, I'm we two, can, you can exchange. I'm, <laughs> two, <we> can exchange.
0: <laughs> okay, thank you. What else? Uh, walkie-talkie. Yeah. Would you always be on the other end of this? There's another one in there. to, well, have to decide who you okay. want to it to me or Pat. <laughs> A screwdriver. Yeah. That is an unusual. Can you another walkie-talkie? No, They work. That? Um, come on. Come in Barry Over Wait Over (laughs) (laughs) Sorry Start again Come in Barry Over I can hear you clear All the walkie-dogs away Anyway (laughs) Give them to your kids Yeah Uh, Right. we get
1: flowed To talk Champions Cup Here he comes On the leash (laughs) 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 You're listening to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby on Joe Together with Guinness Okay, welcome back and welcome, Flat to the couch. Uh, loads of Champions Cup rugby to talk about, and a lot of big incidents, none more so than uh, the scrap in uh, Saracens between Munster and the Saris players. Uh, we'll get to that in a few minutes. We've baited you with that bit. Um, was it a scrap or a brawl? Or was it a, just a hoo-ha? It was a bit of a...
2: Smuzzle,
1: smuzzle, Handbag or bum bag. Kind of a, bum, a, a bum bag. Was, it's just bum was, bags. Yeah, it's Settle bum bags. bags these days,
0: isn't it? <laughs> it's bum bags at dawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fanny yeah.
1: packs.
0: Fanny packs. packs. Welcome back to it.
1: Um, Leinster, we're going to start there because we haven't given them enough. Well, my dad is, is kind of criticising me over not talking enough about Leinster on the show. I think that's bad enough because he hates Leinster. So uh, we're going to start with Leinster this week. Um, Leicester versus Northampton, a number of changes to the Leinster team this week from last week, which didn't stop them giving uh, an absolute hiding in a cricket score uh, again in the Aviva on Saturday night. Came out 50 21 on top. Uh, flat Leinster got after a remarkable start with, with two Gary Ringrose tries pretty much over after Ring-Rose six minutes. Is incredible. Man. Got a hat trick, then two from Furlong, I- one from Kearney, one from Doris. Um like but across the board, all fifteen, and I suppose 22 and the 5 that were missing from last week have had 5 star performances. It's, it's, it's getting
2: boring, like the reason we haven't been talking with yeah. them is like it's not like, at least when you're talk when you're talking about Ulster you're going Jesus, Cooney is going well, Coetzee is going really well, McCluskey you know, you're saying Matt Fad is coming into it when you're looking at the, that Lens stream at the weekend like, they were all outstanding like I thought James Tracy hasn't you know, he hasn't had a huge mm. amount of game time compared to where he was last year, I thought he played really, really solidly Ringrose is phenomenal I thought Dave Kearney was very, very What's sharp. It, he probably
1: had his best game in yeah. f- a
2: couple
0: of years, I'd say.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm. Good um, to see, you, isn't it? Mm. Physical, busy. Uh, Dave, we're talking Dave Carney here, yeah, yeah, yeah. because um, I've um, I've a lot of time for Dave. I don't think a lot of people appreciate how good he is mm. and how how good he does the basics really well. You're right; he's pretty physical as well. I don't think people appreciate that either. But 2014, I was on one wing; <coughs> he was in the other, and I got to kind of know him quite well. And I, I think he's I think he's always underrated. Yeah, very, very yeah. good in the air,
2: yeah. and he showed like he'd real wheels when he was when he when he yeah. pulled away
0: as well. Uh, he did the big uh, uh, swan dive there, didn't he? He did for the one that got pulled back. <laughs> oh no, yeah. he had a long way to think about <laughs> coming oh, back. Yeah. Um,
2: I thought James Lowe was awesome as well. Kale and Doris, like they're not they're, they're not relying on certain key guys. Like like Byrne came in and did a really good job at ten.
1: Um, there's just there's just there's just genuine Henshaw looked back to his best. Yeah, yeah. Some, doing some really effective stuff. L- L'Amour, um, that footwork for when he beat... I think he beat fecking every player in the field at some part of the game, but I think he beat, beat eight defenders in that one piece of play where mm. he just danced around everyone. It, you don't see that anymore. It was insane. Yeah. And he's also
0: looking quite uh, capable under the high ball now, and defensively yeah. he's just moving a lot better. But you're right, though. I think I um, carved out some time on Saturday afternoon to make sure I got to watch Munster game and Leinster game, having already having been at the Ulster game on Friday night. Took the kids swimming, (coughs) did all mini rugby, did all that stuff, and kind of felt like right, Anna, (laughs) I'm watching rugby here, right? Mm. But half time in the Leinster game, I was kind of like, they're just gonna Mm. spank them in the second half. Mm. And we talk, we do every week. We don't talk about Leinster that much because. Guess what Lancer did? Spanked their opposition again. Mm. Yeah, Pat was even saying before, and you could sense it in the atmosphere in this in this stadium. Everyone in
1: the Aviva was just like Yeah.
0: Yay. They're spoiled
1: rotten. Chatting. Aren't they? Yeah. I ah, look, it was it, it's, it, to be fair, they're they're spoiled, but they had they had like
2: barren years for a long time, and now they really enjoy it. Whereas almost on the flip side at Munster, like we kinda like of, just on my own experience, kind of came in one and went, Yeah, this is class. And then got a taste for it, and then no success for Le-
0: years. Leinster, I think Munster and Ulster have had more barren years than Leinster, surely. Well, I'm talking about like the, 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 the period pre, say,
2: 2000, oh, year, 2009. Yeah, okay. Nine. Oh, yeah. I thought you
0: were talking about there was like a window where Leinster slipped off, like for a year, like two years. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking <laughs> about like <laughs> <laughs> pre- <laughs> no <laughs> European cups <laughs> for two years. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Grow up.
1: <laughs> I'm on a boy out yeah, 2009. But and then from then on... It's yeah. ruthless. Like, I mean, they came out won the game in the first five minutes. Mm. And we talked about teams that potentially don't start as well. Like, Munster are maybe slower to start and grow into games. Leinster go out to put away teams in the first 20 minutes. And, like, they're just relentless. Mm. Um, if, like, how do you prepare a team for that, I suppose? Is that it? It's just, like, go out. Like, their defensive line speed is phenomenal. Like... I think Munster were, got really good at doing that a few years ago. Again, they've probably taken the foot off uh, recently in that tactic. Um, it seems it, it seems like teams will go through trends of doing that. Um, why is that? Um, I think Munster's D is very good. I think the difference, what
2: what stands out with, with Leinster is that their discipline on top of their defence, in that they can just be patient. Munster probably, uh, if uh, if it's what we're both thinking about I think a few most years
1: it's the line speed it was very yeah, yeah. aggressive mm.
2: but then you're bordering on a little bit on you know just, just being slightly on the edge whereas Leinster are far more kind of controlled they still bring pretty good line speed but they just make really good decisions at the breakdown they're either going to contest if they, think there's, if they think they can slow the ball down the minute they've slowed it down they know they're not getting it they've bounced back out and you've got a blue wall there in front of you all the time or else they just don't contest and uh and to be fair, a lot of times when they when they tackle it just they're they're quite clever in the way that they, they'll they'll get back up and kinda of get in your way a little bit. But they're really well coached and uh are I thought like their attack their attack game was just phenomenal. Like, the handling was so crisp, watching how how people were straightening all the time and when you've got guys like Lowe, like, like Low, like, like mm. Larma,
1: they're th- to break a game over. When you say co- they're coached quite well. They, like we, I've heard a lot recently about how simple the game plan is mm. and how the coaches like Lancaster and Cullen keep it really simple and there's no complications, not a huge amount of detail. And then it's hard not to compare that to what we're hearing a lot of at the moment about how Ireland's set up for the World Cup was so complicated. They're the same players. Um, is it is is it that obvious you know, or that easy to just say, look, it is, is over... You know, complicating things or too much detail—is that just taking that, you know, away from players who just want to go out and play a simple game and uh, an effective game? You
2: played
0: under Joe. Oh well, I can talk about the the like the complicated, the more detailed approach. <coughs> <coughs> but I didn't I didn't realise that that was Lencer's approach. I hadn't I kind of heard that. Mm. Um, and maybe one way of explaining it is if if you're if you're Leinster and you're week in week out, then maybe it's really difficult to have that much detail mm. going into every team that you're going to be playing so it's maybe a little bit more unsustainable whereas when you're with Ireland you've got intense blocks maybe you can cope with a little bit more detail then but obviously there's two uh, there you could you could argue both directions 2018 the detail was incredible and it set the players up and they were unbelievably well prepared and they executed 2019 the detail was overwhelming so Mm. I don't I don't know I I was only involved whenever the detail was working, and it made players feel like they were prepared and ready, and it gave guys confidence to know that right we've we've done our prep, we're ready to play here. So I I haven't played in an, in an Ireland team that was was kind of laden heavily laden with a lot of detail that that then that was an issue with it didn't drive performance. Yeah, so I have yeah. I, don't mm. I don't know I don't know, and like all the people who are commenting on it. They, they haven't been there either, so they haven't they haven't experienced both sides of it. Someone like Johnny Saxon, whenever he finishes playing rugby, he'll be able to provide some insight. Rory, maybe in his book, he'll be able to give some insight. Yeah, that'd be very interesting to you.
2: Oh, go ahead and a little plug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, there's definitely a balance, I think, and I definitely like where you can coaches can feel like it definitely would happen to me is that like you do loads, of, you, you you do loads of analysis and you try to give it over to the players, but some of it doesn't actually make them perform any better. You're just saddling them with information. And it makes the coach feel like the coach has done a good job, but it doesn't actually, the, the main thing is to yeah. facilitate the performance for the players. So getting a balance between giving them enough detail that will empower them when they're on the field, but when they're on the field, that they're just playing the moment in front of them and, and, and playing, you know, Playing as physically as they can, not not trying to overthink things or be, or am I in the right place here or what's you know? There's a balance between it, mm. and Leinster
1: are clearly getting it very, very, yeah. very, very spot on. Yeah, I suppose uh, Ulster. You were there three. I I love yeah. listening to your cold comms. I love the deafening silence when someone talks about scrums and you
0: just a couple of times. There's a good obviously. conversation.
1: I'm just like what's going to say.
0: <laughs> imagine imagine how unnatural that would be if I start saying, He's just slipped his spine and his elbow hit the ground. it's never a good picture to <laughs> present to the referee. Yeah. I looked at Ben Kay and Ben Kay was he he was kinda of second second voice or third voice, really, kinda of, Commentator first, um, CoCom's and then him, and he was kind of preparing a few pieces. You know the way they do like the mm. the like the uh, the arrows and the player zooming in in the circle and the, ha- and, the and the the alien um, <laughs> bringing the player the tra- up to the, the spaceship. Tra- the traction beam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was doing all that, so he was kind of not distracted. That was his. I haven't really been uh, in a, a CoCom team where I thought you would both kind of be on the same page, but he was kind of preparing a lot of that. So. Um, so I was kind of on my own a little bit, and there was one or two scrums. I turned round, and he was just like <laughs> shaking his head. <laughs> <laughs> he was just doing his bit, you know. Yeah. Um, so the comment, the the scrum stuff, I'm I'm going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, excuse you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, excuse <clears> you. <throat> but yeah, so I uh, th- are we getting on the Ulster here? Yeah, it
1: was a scrappy game. I thought they made it a it's bit really of a scrap, scrappy. Didn't they? I thought.
0: Yeah. I. I Ulster's sitting four from four. They're sitting in great shape, obviously. But every team they've played, apart from Harlequins at home, I think Harlequins turned up that night, last week I'm talking about. Mm. and um, That's in Belfast, sorry. Harlequins in Belfast, they played really well and they were hard to beat. And I think Ulster got lucky that they got that penalty last minute to win the game. Mm. The other three games, Bath were poor. Um, Claremont were very poor in Belfast. Mm. And then Harlequins, I thought, were really poor at the weekend. They, brought, they made a lot of changes and... I think they were disappointed how they performed, but and they're out of Europe anyway, so they Was Marcus
2: didn't. Marcus Smith injured the ten. No, he wasn't. I think that's just that, that whole thing of the premier. The Premiership teams struggle to compete in both competitions unless they've got a squad
0: like Saracens. Yeah, but at that stage, then the decision's made for them because they're out already. Mm. Yeah, just because they they had categorised it on their website unavailable. They were pretty blatant about it unavailable due to injury. And just unavailable. Mm. <laughs> There's Marcus Smith and Chris Robshaw, a couple of other guys. Marler, yeah, Marler. Marler.
1: Mm. Uh, I feel like um, Ulster tried to make it a scrap as well. At the same time, they, I think that's a
0: viable option when you go away from home is to just make it a bit of a, bit of a broad. They didn't need to though. They, they, uh, they, were, it, it was became a bit of a test match. It was a lot of box kicking, mm. and it was a bit of an arm wrestle for long periods. But I think if Ulster had been accurate, they could have put them out of sight really early. Yeah. Um it's good to see that Ulster continuing to play that way. Yeah. Putting the ball in the space. I think the last two weeks with Jacob playing fifteen has been so good for him. Just get his hands on the ball, a bit of space, get back to the way he was playing before and just same sort of body language, get back to a bit of confidence. That was good for him. And that works for Ulster. Matt Fadas went well. Yeah, I think like, I agree with you
1: with Stocktail. I think um the try before half time, Cooney's try was just Ulster. Wild man. good. Wasn't oh, it? Oh, man. Phenomenal. I think yeah. there wasn't a huge amount made of it at the time, but did I not the, make? Did the, I not make enough of it? I think you, you because it's uh, you <laughs> it didn't not made of it. Yeah, yeah. That you're right it. there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, you didn't. I, I was like, what? Um What balls? First of all, it's in your 22, and obviously a left hand scrum. I, I love the fact that I always talk about this. Now, but I love the fact that that's the best part of the pitch to attack on if you're a 13. Anyway, if you're a, a back three. Um, the the, the, the <coughs> opposition are down a nine, so he's on the blind side. You've got a little bit of uh, the back. And then when it's in the, your own 22, they've got to defend the backfield loads. So you're just looking up. And I didn't say any of that. Why most teams forgot, don't... Forgot about all that. Yeah, why don't why teams don't just realise, fuck, this is always one of the best opportunities in the pitch to score. Um, and Ulster seem to just,
0: right, this is it. Yeah, the uh, thing is that whenever you go to, when you go nine to 12... Like whenever you're hitting McCluskey you're going to typically most teams they say right you're going to carry that yeah. and then McCluskey's just developed a few other things so he's kicked off both feet yes, the last yes. couple of years. Left,
2: left foot versus Scarlett yeah. right foot at the weekend yeah, yeah.
0: and then the pass um, he went out the back of Luke to yeah. to Billy Burns wasn't it yeah. and then Luke got a little bit of a bump mm. similar to Henshaw mm. for Leinster mm. Little bit of a, just enough for Billy Burns to get, not, not a clean break, but enough to get the ball oh, away. That flow was absolutely sweet. Lovely, wasn't it? Yeah, and then Stockton, like he did it again for Faddes trying to got left behind. Did you see when that? It
1: Stockton, he hits the, the, that's the best part of him at 15. When yeah. he hits the line at 15, he <coughs> is at full belt. Yeah. His timing is perfect. That is, if you're 13, that is impossible to defend when someone's hitting that. Or a winger for that matter, because you, you don't know whether you hit in or what. Yeah. And he's so dead straight, um, the whole defence is just. Sitting down and then just offloads to Fadis and then
0: Fatties. he had to, he had to pull it back for Fadis. <laughs> I think he left Fadis behind. Oh well, Fatties is the centre, <laughs> right? He's not a he's not he's, a he's played everywhere, hasn't yeah, yeah, anyway. he? Yeah, But did same, he did the same
1: G. for Fadis uh, last try, Stockdale again. I got the offload, didn't he, in on that one? Yeah, but he yeah. hit the ball hit
0: the ball at 100 miles an hour. Yeah, you know, foot to the floor, and that um, was a good example. That that last try I think, that was a bonus point try, wasn't it? That yeah. Fadis got um, really simple stuff, but what made that. Um, successful was how crisp and how slick the passing was mm. and I, I think that wasn't really what Ulster were like most of the night yeah. the passing was a little bit cumbersome just like sticking guys a little bit and then one or two dropped balls as well um, and just whenever Ulster are accurate they punish teams but they're just nowhere near accurate enough why is that? I don't know I don't know is um,
1: confidence thing or?
0: I don't know but I'm glad to see that they're continuing to, to get into positions to threaten teams yeah. I think they're very close and I was worried about them going over there the weekend because they won the first game by a point, won the, uh, the third game by a point, round two, they won that Claremont by six points, you know what I mean? Not mm. much in it. Mm. So that could go either way, either they could cut loose and hammer a team, which they, they kind of did, or or they can be kind of like, right, well, we're good at winning games, but if it's always in the balance, if you keep rolling the dice, then you'll get chinned eventually. Yeah. That's what I was worried about. So they did kick on, but even though it was a bonus point, it was a, a, an easy win, Yeah, they still can get better. So yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know whether I'm I'm concerned about them or I'm I'm excited to see where they go. It just
1: looks like they're a bit of a machine. Like I mean, Cooney again, uh, probably the best player in the country at the moment. Uh, winning he loves games it. And I, but I love when they, they, he's they got the bonus point and then he was just <coughs> straight off the pitch. Yeah. And he's done. I mean, he's got to be starting for for Ireland now. I mean, no, Connor is obviously one of the best players in the world. Um, he's not playing poorly, but when someone is playing that well. And like he's getting every bounce of the ball, even for his second try, where whatever happened at that
0: rock and mm-hmm. it just <laughs>
2: bobble off a foot, wasn't it? You know, I got
0: carried away in that. He's getting, he thought it it, yeah. yeah. He he it in yeah the I thought it was like um, like Finn Russell, yeah. just picked yeah, it up and yeah, put yeah. it through quickly. But he's
1: getting all those bounces of the ball, which just again tells me like that someone's just so sharp at the
0: moment that he's mm. that he's getting. Yeah, all I think those. he he's a guy who who thrives whenever people are talking about him. People there's high expectation. And a lot of what Ulster do kind of re- revolves around him. He's the centre of everything. Then he just he grows and he just kind of just show. It looks more confident. Looks more capable. He was very impressive. Very impressive, I mm. must say. Uh, and then I'd be interested to see though if say if we get to Six Nations hypothetically a long time away, but if we get to Six Nations and Farrell doesn't pick him, could that knock his confidence? Because at the minute he's just getting getting boosted. Man of the match. Plays next week, he's yeah. confident, his body language is great. You know, and that continues, but if he has a setback at any stage, it doesn't, like, doesn't look like a guy will ever suffer from his confidence, does he?
2: Jeez, um, I don't know. I, I, I can understand he'd get a knockback, but he knows he's playing well. Yeah, You don't need to get picked by, by the national coach to know that you're playing well. He's playing outstanding. I know, well.
0: but I think the reason why he's playing well <laughs> at the minute is because he's, I, I like. I don't know, I'm speculating here, but. He's probably pretty excited with the change of scenery with Ireland, change mm. of coach, new opportunity. He's probably thinking, "This is great. I'm in. I'm in great shape." And if things, if he doesn't get picked, then will he go right? Well, that's the same old story again. Man, isn't that a very negative way to look at things? <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> yeah. yeah. I hope he does. Well, I, I hope he does. But at the what same time, if he time, doesn't get picked, <laughs> he's playing amazingly. Oh, yeah. If he doesn't
2: get picked, he might get. He might get yeah. get a bit but down. It's because
0: it's Conor Murray, though. Yeah. If it's I, anybody else, you're going. He's definitely in there, but. I, Cooney is playing I out think, of his skin at the minute, but it's still uh, Connor Murray. Yeah, I think he's gonna be in the, the the
1: match day squad. He's gonna get a run. He'll um I'd be surprised if he didn't start, to be honest. Um another mm, RB to be played between yeah, now and then. Yeah, there is, there is. Yeah. yeah.
2: Prag- pragmatically, if I was picking it in no the morning, I'd still pick Connor Murray and put Cooney on the bench. Would you, yeah. And okay. bring Cooney on and if Cooney's delivering What then, would you say to Cooney? Uh,
0: say, Jerry, Jerry, why have you not why have you not picked me for this hypothetical six Nations <laughs> I have picked you but I want to start why have you not picked me over it being the best have well, you read any of the newspapers <laughs> have you listened to Andrew Trimble talking <laughs> about it yeah. uh,
2: no I think that's but look like you said there's still a good bit to go and I wouldn't write I wouldn't write
1: Murray off um, no and not ex- sorry like, stop writing Murray off <laughs> yeah, yeah I,
2: swear, <laughs> I wouldn't shit one of the best Murray players you just the did there
1: no no uh, I think it's you know it's going to be better for Ireland if if, if players you know, give an opportunity there's a good bit of competition there um, I think Farrell has got to roll the dice with a number of players. Um, the Six Nations, I'd love to see just yeah, different true. opportunities being being given to different players. The, um, you know, like when I watched the Ulster
2: game, they had so much possession, particularly in the first half. Yeah. But they were just going side to side, side to side. Whereas what worked so well when they played Quinn's the previous week in Ravenhill or in Kingspan was getting McCluskey down Marcus Smith's channel compromising the defensive line and then moving the ball to the edge. But it just seemed like they were playing, like, apart from, like, Kutsia, Kutsia was a phenomenal man. I think yeah. he had, he had 19 carries, 10 tackles, and those, those carries were all massive carries. Yeah. If you stop him, you're effectively, you'll stop Ulster, but that's, like,
0: yeah. it's easier to stop Yeah,
2: That's the difference between, <coughs> when we're comparing Ulster and comparing Leinster, if I was preparing to play, play, play Ulster, I'd be like, right, if we can, Manage Cooney, keep bumping him, keep putting him on the ground after he's just passed the ball. Don't pick him for Six Nations. <laughs> yeah, get his confidence down, um, and then manage Kutsia, and then if you can deal with deal with McCluskey, McCluskey has added a lot more to his game. He's not just
1: a of the way he he started hanging on the wings now. Yeah, realizing that you know he's obviously a massive threat in the air if there's a crossfield kick, but even if they get the ball out wide to him, he's just so solid on it. Mm. potentially a weaker shoulder coming back in or our players here into the touchline. Yeah. Um, I mean he's added so much to his game as you said. But those those
2: three guys from Ulster, if you can manage them, yeah. you, you'll go a long way to stopping Ulster. But when you're looking at Leinster and you're like, well if we just stop Johnny Sexton, oh he's he's not playing so it's Ross Byrne. Well if we just stop Ross Byrne, well what about Ringshaw what about Ringshaw? <laughs> <laughs> about Ring Rose, about Henshaw, about Larmer uh, you know, they they, mm. they they're not reliant on any one guy, you know. Yeah. They, they play Luke McGrath and they go and we'll go with Jameson Gibson Park. They're, they're, they're a far more complete team. But yeah. that's because I suppose they're much further down their, their line yeah. in, in development.
1: Shall we uh, get on to the fight? Connacht versus Gloucester first. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. You're, you're, you're the boss. I'm the boss. You're in yeah. charge. It's on the page, lads. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, what a comeback. Four minutes to go. 24-13 uh, down, was it? Um... And then two tries in four minutes. Uh, we were played a gig in Galway on Saturday night. There was a lot of drunk uh, Connacht fans there, just shouting about how amazing they were. <laughs> um, but Kobe, it was. would you take
0: Kopey back? Uh,
1: when when Kobe wants to be, he can
2: be phenomenal. He yeah. was. Uh, he had a big impact again when he came on. I think it's just a case of when there's competition there, and if like robin on his day can be as good as anyone but when he when he's not as fully tuned in other guys who are maybe not as talented as him but are but are are hungrier will get in ahead of him consistently yeah. and then he'll he you know an injury or something like that and if he feels up if he if he's if he's if he's on it on the day he's phenomenal so it's just it's just consistency is what robin needs to bring to his game but mm-hmm. he uh, had a huge impact again at the weekend yeah. Their bench, like even Tom Daly coming in off the bench, you know, and you wouldn't be like,
1: I know they are able to bring in Beelham had a big impact as yeah, well. Yeah, Hunt had a big impact when he yeah. came on as well. Yeah. Um, Interesting starting, uh, like, a la All Blacks with Moanga and Barrett They started, Carty at 15, started Sprout uh, at 10. Hmm. Um, I thought Sprout was very good. It worked well at times. I'm not sure if Carty's is comfortable at 15. Obviously hasn't played there a lot. Um, but... Uh,
0: Blade looked very good again, and uh, so they've identified, uh, identified that Cartley's too good, too, cal- too talented, and he adds too much. Not that not to have involved somehow. Yeah, looks like. Whether it be maybe uh, maybe they think maybe Sp- tens. Spro kicked
2: pragmatically as well. He had yeah. some, he, some, he just tur- turning turning Gloucester times. Gloucester were, re- Gloucester were poor man in terms yeah. of like even their, you know, they I think they they changed up their team quite a lot, um, but to be fair, Connock, Connock made changes as well. And that's probably where they got stronger as the game went on. Connacht, uh, they just there was some opportunist tries. Uh, uh, Gloucester got a lot, of, got their hands free a lot, in tackles just got a lot of offloads, and that 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 cut that cut Connacht quite a bit. But yeah, Ludlow try was class actually. Mm. Flicks out the back and the, um, but I thought there was just Connacht just need a little bit uh, like the likes of Jared Butler and Feinger are, are quality players, really, really good. They just need a little bit more grunt. They need some more momentum bringers in their team. Because mm. once they compromise compromise the opposition D, their their handling is really good. They get into their shape really well, but shape is is only good, you know what I mean, if you get it on the move and the opposition defence isn't set. So like, you need you just need a mutant. They need you need yeah, a more shot here. Yeah, and Ulton Delan has is is come has has stepped up in terms of his carrying, but I think they, they they need they need a couple more lads. Like if you're going to have Butler and and Fenga, then other lads need someone. They need they need like a Kutsia. They need someone like that, like a CJ Stander. Mm. Um, I don't know who you'd say, like Reese Ruddock maybe even, or or someone like that. Yeah. So they just need <clears throat> mutants getting them right. This is not going to be a pretty carry, but get us go forward yeah. and then we'll we'll run off. They get a lot like from a, the front row around the park, don't they? Yeah, we, them. Yeah, Bielham, when Belham came on, but he was carrying and he was car- carrying in wider channels. Um, they just need the, the those dirty
0: carries. They just need a few more lads fronting up for those. That like, used to be when when they had that one off season. That when they won the league, that was. It <laughs>
2: wasn't a one off season. <laughs> yeah. That was just an ordinary season. <laughs> it's just that you're saying, what you're inferring is that season when they were good. That one off season. <laughs> yeah. They
0: were a lot better that season than, than they usually are. Well, they won the league, yeah. So. To be fair. Mm. Uh, but it was always their front row. What do you call the, the loose head? It was McCartney. Buckley. Buckley, McCartney and, and Finley. The three yeah. of them were unbelievably good yeah. that, that year.
2: Heff- Heffernan, is, um, <coughs> Heffernan is is a good ball carrier, but he's I think he's a converted back row. He's a slightly slightly more for a wider channel carry in that like, he's got good evasion, good footwork, but like he's not got the mass to just carry... Into, into like slow you know heavy traffic but yeah I agree with you they need you need to be getting that out of your out of your out of your type five all the time like if you look at the impact that Mako Vanapola had for, for Saracens it was just phenomenal he yeah. was on a different level but that's and why offloading he's, and offloading
0: yeah. have you ever seen the video uh, Bielum made um, pretend to be a wrestler have you ever seen this <laughs> I've,
2: I've, <laughs> I've heard about this mask.
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, he, they showed it to us in the South Africa tour 2016 it was hilarious. <laughs> I'll, I'll, we'll try and get it. What oh, does he do? Um, well, he makes up a, a character. He's got his own entrance music and all, and he's <laughs> like trash talking. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't remember enough about it to to get into it. Okay. will get a hold of us. Get a hold of, of. us. Um, okay, you reference monster or Mac
1: of Vina there. Mm. Uh, let's go to the brawl because that's when it all kicked off. Uh, monster were doing quite well. Saracens were yet to get out of second gear really Munster were managing them probably disappointed not to have scored around that 24 25 minute mark where they had quite a a, a large stint on the Saracens Munster. line yeah a large stint on the line um, but defensively were excellent and uh, you know JJ was kicking well did miss one kick uh, which is disappointing but then uh, step up the monster medic. <laughs> to, Saracen's best player. <laughs> yeah. To piss off Jamie George by probably calling him fat.
0: Did I hear that? Or yeah, referencing that his, like his weight Well, Pat Sanderson told. <laughs> he told Teal Alex. Or uh, Alex. Did he? Yeah. Because they, they, BT went to him. And he was like, um, yeah, I think it's uh, like two tales. <laughs> <He> <laughs> and the, the, the monster dog called one of our guys fat. <laughs> <laughs> he
1: called me fat. <laughs> um.
0: But I mean, obesity is a big um, uh, health issue. Mm. At the minute. It's, it's one of the biggest health issues of our time. Uh, Surely a medical professional should be a, the one person in a good position to be able to highlight that. So he was just a patient. Yeah, he helping him out. Yeah. yeah, I think he said your BMI is over thirty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wasn't happy, and <coughs> it gave Saracens that kick up the hole that got them to the next gear. It was like, oh, yeah, I think I think we're you're you're putting you're putting things together. Like Saracens were
2: Saracens owned the ball for the first quarter completely. They 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 they, they could have scored there. What mm. I'm trying to do is 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 detached the brawl from that's where mm. that's where Munster lost the game. I think they did grow into the game, exactly. but it coincided. Saracens, yeah, the like brawl it.
0: coincided with the time when Saracens but, you know, kicked on. But
2: that's when Saracens generally generally started yeah. breaking teams down because yeah. Saracens, you know, there's you can you can tackle Macovanopola and then Billy Vanapola then you're tackling George
1: Cruz. Then you're tackling Vincent Cock. Then you're tackling Jamie George. It takes a you know it's cumulative, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like we've talked about it last year and, and years gone by, it's Saracens winning every collision, and that's what wins the game. Monster, that wasn't happening for the first sixty minutes.
0: Munster um, th- got tired, I thought. Yeah, but Monster, they still,
2: Monster, Monster got tired because they're trying to match them, man.
1: But Saracens, they, Saracen's they're dominant. winning in collisions a lot of the time. I think Saracens won the kicking game in my eyes. Yeah, yeah. Um, they kicked better. Munster probably box kicked a little bit too much and weren't getting the returns out of it. I think like 90% of them went or more went Saracens' way. But I thought collision wise, Munster were like Jan Klein at a big game. Oh, yeah. Siege That's the big biggest game I've seen him have in ages. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. Look, I. I uh, if you don't match them uh, to a level in the collisions, they, they'll 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 ho- they'll hockey you. So Munster had to be in the mix there, but I felt that that's, that that were were like they weren't playing exceptionally well, but they just like just give the ball to him. Mako carries, Billy Vulpolla carries, and then as they started to open up a little bit, where I thought Munster were re- were good was like when they attacked, they moved the ball to the edge quickly. And I think they, they they got some good momentum there. Like uh, Rory tru- slung out a couple out to Earlsie and Conway. Um, that was good. Uh, you know, obviously Munster's injuries, losing Pete before the game was was a big loss. Then losing Tyg, losing John Ryan, like that's stretching them already. When you consider they're down, they're down Killer and they're down Joey as well. That that's that's tough. The, obviously you can look at Saracens and say they're down Liam Williams they're down Alex Goode they rested probably a Toje um, I thought Jackson Ray is a really important player for Saracens and I think they probably they probably could have been better set with a Seque in the second row with Cruz and then playing Jackson Ray um, I think that, that you know, the young Lach Capoco um, probably you know he's still he's still developing but I think that you know, he's gonna be a lot better player for playing it but playing that game, but I think that I thought I thought Munster, Munster showed like that they that they're they're right up there, they're in the mix. Sarri's kicking game was excellent, even without Good or Williams or or yeah, you know, I didn't think Ellie Daly was, they were, was they
1: were
0: great. Um they had party everywhere up until 60, 65 minutes, seventy minutes. And then that 10-15 ten, fifteen-minute window, hmm. where Saracens just get an extra couple of percent, and it's enough to score two tries. Uh, I think the decision on seventy-four
1: minutes to, to kick to the corner as opposed to kicking, um, the points. Very That's strange madness. decision. Yeah. Any That's idea of nice. what?
2: I don't know. I think I, I, I don't know. Who was,
1: was Was CJ still on? I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. Was it?
2: Yeah. I think that might have. <clears throat> that would probably come from the management. Right, I, I would imagine. I'm not sure.
1: Like, if you look at the, so they have 11 points now. They're still going to have to win. Uh, you would think both games. They've got to win in La Défense. Yeah. Uh, th-
0: if, if the decision came from the, mod- the management, then it makes even less sense. Because okay. they're because they the ones that know. are composed. But CJ cool. said
1: after the game that it was their call, like it was his call, because he taught to try and set up a mall.
2: Oh yeah, they did. They try and yeah. do that. They tried the, to the, do that. They tried the to do your back pitch. Right.
1: It was yeah. They just they. They just didn't get the front of them all set quick mm-hmm. enough. Um look they they're still gonna have to win the two games. Um that's that's probably it's not gonna it's not gonna come down to a bonus point. I think if you look at the tables, I think you've got the tables there, Trimmy. Do you wanna whip them out? Yeah. Um <coughs> you know, there's two groups there that the second place team is gonna be lower than whoever's in Monster's group, whoever comes out second place in Monsters
0: Group anyway. Um They'll do well, they'll do well getting anything out of Rossing away, will they not? Although well, that, they've Ospreys no did op- well. They have no option, they no, have to yeah. win in, in Paris. And yeah. they have to, Ospreys actually did well over there at the weekend.
1: So if you take bonus points out of it complete. yeah they did, Ospreys did well. They, yeah. they started strong, um, kept the pace up and if you look back to the munster Racing game in Thorn Park, when Munster kept the pace up and, uh, and play, continued playing phases and phases and phases, they asked a lot of questions of racing. I think when they went reverted back to slowing the ball down and, and, and box kicking, it just doesn't seem to be working for them this season. So and, and for Ospreys on Saturday night when they on Friday night when they kept the ball and went at Rassing, they were getting a lot of change out of it. Mm.
0: Yeah, so Munster's sitting on eleven, other well, second pointers, Glasgow are sitting on nine, Glasgow got beat at home to La Rochelle. Northampton sitting on nine. Northampton could get two there, two wins easily. <coughs> Glasgow probably won't, because they've got to go to. They've got. They've got, they've got to play Exeter anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Exeter looks look look very yeah, they're good. Yeah. they're through. Uh, yeah, so Claremont, Ulster, one of those two will go through second place. Um, Gloucester, then they they're, they are they have got to go to Toulouse so they'll probably win one as well. See, Munster have got to have got to. I think Munster have got.
2: I've have, have got to win in Paris, and then, then Racing will be going full hot, full full balls out for that game. Because they won't want to have to go to Saracens in
1: their last game to decide whether they go through or not. So if Racing beat Munster, they'll they'll throw it a half weekend team to Sarri, against Sarri the following week. Mm. So it's just that Munster need
2: to, Munster need to beat uh, that that thing with the scrap. Like I think um, like the doc is a, is a is a is a very good guy, and I think that that's it was it was wrong what he did. One hundred percent, he was wrong. Um, but like he's he's he, I, I just I just know is when you're coaching, you want to feel that everyone is, is is committed, like that it really matters to everyone, you know. And it certainly he he really cares, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he's no,
0: that's a, important. It makes a
1: makes a big difference to I a team I think there was an incident like Jamie George kicked the ball off. I think it was Billy Holland, um, or one of the players, yeah, and scans I think, he and the ball off. dribbled over, and and they looked like they had a couple of words, and Jamie George looked heated when he was walking over to him mm. at that point. You know, whatever he was saying, and maybe he had words first, and fuck me he hard not to. And the moment, like yeah. yeah, it's just it's just the thing about like I used to always think that like for
2: some guys who are on the sideline, they are not, they don't have the price to pay to be on the field. Do you know what I mean? They like they're not. Mm. Jamie George isn't going to tackle that guy. You know what I mean? So, but 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 the doc is like your staff have to be committed, and
1: and you're basically going to war. I remember Pat Garrity. Our, our media guy, like mm. ah, well, how many fights did he get? and Jerry Holland, Billy Holland's dad, he's <laughs> punched many people on the sideline, <laughs> um, and that was that galvanised the whole side when you got yeah, your yeah. staff who were buying into it, are that passionate about mm. it. Oh, the, the um, players, the players are hundred percent, yeah, back,
2: back, back the dock on that one. Yeah. Like he's uh, Jamie Kearns, real, real good guy, like and look, he shouldn't have done it. He knows he shouldn't have done it, but I think it's from a Munster point of view, they can't be seen to condone it. Mm. But they'd be like, they should be backing him. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't think yeah. that
0: the doc should be hauled over the coals for it. I think no, he should be no, saying, that's, that's I good culture. Could, yeah. a little bit yeah. carried away in, in the monster. moment. Monster. Like if if a player said that, if a player said that, then you wouldn't think twice of it. He yeah. called someone fat. Well, <laughs> yeah. that's grand. Everyone does that on the pitch, so that's yeah. fine. But then it's it's harsh. It's tough on doctors that that they're considered it's considered less acceptable or. You're a doctor, <laughs> 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 uh, 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 so yeah, I, I, I I'm, I'm with you. I hear you. Mm. <clears throat> so it's um, I'm sure he made a mistake, but he's he's there because he's bringing intensity on game mm. day, and he's part of the whole team. And he, it, it's very understandable that, yeah. that happened. It's a yeah. ma-
1: macho place. Yeah, you're our Ireland sevens correspondent oh. uh, because you're so you've been over there. You're just back from Dubai.
0: Um, they had a big weekend they did they, they, they finished actually sorry they, they got the quarterfinals anyway they, they beat Australia and Samoa in the pool stages because mm. I was at the Ireland Australia game in Dubai and they got hammered they come back in like reasonably strongly at the end but anyway um, what's his name what's the captain called Terry Kennedy And um, got they the try to win that game beat Samoa. And then I uh, got a draw to Kenya. Kenya, we're flying. Yeah, Kenya, pretty pretty Kenya, class, man. Kenya, my, a big my, deal. My, my mother pronounces Kenya, Kienyo.
2: <laughs> no, it's Kenya.
0: Kienyo. Quinoya. <laughs> so <coughs> Kenya are class, though. Kenya are class, Keen-ya. Yeah. Keen-ya. Yeah. Keen-ya. Yeah. 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 They So they got a draw to Kenya. They went through the top of the plane. Kienyo. Kienyo. <laughs> Quinoya.
2: No, that's quinoa.
0: <laughs> this is Kienyo. Quinoa. Uh, and then they got beat by Fiji then in the knockout stages in the quarterfinals. Uh, huh? Thank God we've moved on from Kenya. <laughs>
1: no, no. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Fiji lost all meaning. Um, the Suns, the <coughs> there's definitely a perk of interest in Ireland because of them and yeah. uh, I suppose the opportunity to get into the Olympics and the fact that they are in the World Series now. And Greg, um, Greg O'Shea won Love and Greg, <laughs> yeah. winning
0: Love Island. Generally, I think they're all... They're all quite high profile, and they've all kind of become rock stars overnight. They've
1: got such a handy number, don't they? Like it's like the pressure they,
0: is. I, it sounds class, but they're they're. In, I know I'm gonna totally disprove what I'm saying here. They're in Dubai one week, they're in Cape Town the next, they're in Wellington the <sighs> next. I think that's that sounds more glamorous than it is. I think that's tough going, and the training stuff, the like big collisions, a lot of running. Mm. I think it's I think it's actually a tough lifestyle. I think they deserve to get a lot of high profile because I don't think they're. You be able to tell me? Are they well paid? No, I don't think they're well uh, no, paid. No, no. A,
2: lo- okay. a lot of them is are for players who who come through the academy system, and if they don't go directly into a into the senior setup, then sometimes they might they might just spend a year if they're not getting to, to spend a year developing on yeah. the seventh circuit.
0: But it's all new now, though. That was whenever Ireland were up and coming, but now it's you, you might not get young fellows being able to get into that stage. Now I know there's an Ireland development team. Did you know that? It's like a second tier. Right. They play in like an development um, competition. Okay. So there's more opportunities like that. There was a couple. There's a couple of ex-athletes kind of transition into into sevens to get opportunities there, and get exposure um, where you might not get that. You know, playing for like. You said ex-athletes. What do you mean? Well, there was one guy I was chatting to um, who ran 200. Uh, he, was, he was just 200 meter runner. Yeah. Transitioned into rugby, to play sevens. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, but yeah, so they're not well paid, but they're all—they all seem like really high-profile. Harry McNulty doesn't go anywhere without a GoPro. Yeah, <laughs> but he's so good. At it.
1: He's so good at it. Like his yeah. videos are incredible. They're
0: brilliant, aren't they? Yeah, he's yeah. Great, really good player as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh look, they've got some class players. Like yeah, Conroy and Kennedy
1: are—they're yeah. two of the you know best players in, in every competition. they Conroy
0: um, highest uh, highest try scorer. He got four anyway. Yeah, in that one, um, he got five in one game in Dubai. Yeah, he's on fire. Mm. But anyway. Yeah. It's no, just, just a lot more interesting than it used to be a couple of years ago yeah. and there's like it's got a lot more exposure. Yeah. I probably got that everywhere else, but it's just in Ireland we're starting to Okay, well you continue to be our correspondent. You I were, will <clears throat> you would
2: have actually benefited hugely, man, if you'd played sevens.
0: I got invited to play sevens um, in it was George at the time, it wasn't Cape Town, it was Dubai and George. I got invited to, to play in those two tournaments. Yeah. Uh, must have been the development team whatever it was and um, Mark McDermott the under 21s coach said no you're not allowed to go because we've got a training session that weekend mm. so that's very short sighted isn't it mm. imagine the experience you get the exposure The you know you come on loads I think Yeah. The, Sh- the I, I saw when we were
2: Munster like Shane Daly went off in the 7s and, and, and improved hugely
0: Earlsey played a bit of 7s but like Keevy got a bit of exposure there early on before you-
1: Get, you're getting the ball all the time. Mm. Your skills, your your passing has got to be, you know, you're passing it over double the distance a lot of the time mm. under a lot of pressure when you're you're obviously a lot more fatigued. Um, speed, defence, uh, just general awareness, appreciation yeah. of space. Yeah. yeah, and you're constantly playing. And for um, the lads who are working on the fielding in the air as well, yeah. you know, like for single man lifts and stuff like but that. James Collin went over and played the Irish sevens, and he was unbelievable. Um, for a couple of te- uh, competitions, um, do so you play yeah. sevens for England? Never, I never played. I only played sevens when I retired. For
0: you get a few uh, big fellas. You get sevens. a bit like like Jim's Colin, like Chris Henry played um, sevens as well. Mm. Hamburger Survery, they called them. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, yeah. Okay. We'll keep us
1: up to speed with that. We'll do. We'll do. Yeah. Yeah. Good man. All right. We're gonna like take- I haven't got enough to do. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break. Yeah, and we'll come yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. Black and White. You're listening to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby on Joe, together with Guinness. OK, welcome back. And it's time for Black and White. We've been having a little bit of fun over the last few weeks selecting our best 15 teams and reliving some old stories. And this week, our topic is pick your best 15 foreign players to play in Ireland. Now, before we do that... There is one player that has been linked to play as a foreigner outside of Ireland, oh. and that is Johnny Sexton. Oh, well, tied, tied in. Has been totally <laughs> conjured. <laughs> Johnny Sexton has been linked uh, with Leon over the last couple of days. Midi Olympic have reported that potentially Johnny Sexton moving in uh, next summer on a three year deal. What are your thoughts on that? Is this just rumours being thrown out there to. A boost three the- year deal? Uh, yeah
2: mm-hmm. what age is Johnny Sexton now
1: is he 34 he's 34 in a couple of months um, so he'll be 34 to 37 Um, still more than capable of playing that length of time you'd imagine and uh, over there stepping maybe not playing as on the line as much stepping off I think he'll is this just rumours put out there uh, to improve someone's contract or do you think that's a, a viable option uh
0: in the past, it was always you were always um, suspicious that the players were going over there to Chate chat to Racing, just so that they would get looked after a little bit mm. more, a little bit better over here. But Johnny's the one guy who don't call his bluff because he'll go
2: because mm. mm.
0: he's gone. Although he was talking about sticking around for the next Lions, sticking around for next World Cup, so he still wants to be in the international setup, and it'll obviously be more difficult. Again, he's the one example of. Any kind of issues with like, what happened, what's happened with Zeebs doesn't apply. Johnny Saxon's yeah. <laughs> different. Yeah. Um, uh, Tommy tweeted this last night and he said, uh, Is Johnny really going or are they Leon? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. God. Oh. It's not that bad. Uh, it was, it it's great. My friend Tommy said something <laughs> funny one time. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, what do you think? I mean, Johnny's. he looks like something to me who's probably gonna, naturally going to go into coaching. Uh, is that something that will happen soon? I think you
2: ha- you have to have another offer on the table. Okay. Well, regardless, even if even if he was a hundred percent, I'm always going to stay with Leinster. He has to get another offer on the table, and the fact that he could speak to Leon and Leon are probably probably be, by virtue of playing them are probably watching an awful lot, and they're going, jeez, if he's if his contract is up, get him in the mix." Um, but I think <clears throat> it's a, it's a tricky one because he's got a young family, so he probably doesn't want to leave Dublin and he's probably got lots and lots of opportunities, commercial opportunities that he could that he could get into plus rugby uh when he when he eventually does retire. And he's still unbelievable as a player, and he's still performing. So why would he want to move when he's in in a, such a good situation uh with Leinster and also why would he want to move when he's being, you know, he's 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 still getting better as a player and he's being
0: well coached. He would suit Leon really well though, wouldn't he? The way they play, they look like they need a little bit more structure, a little bit more width and <laughs> they, vision.
2: They, they, yeah, they don't play
0: with any width, but they, they play structure, man. They play. Yeah, they but play it's all a, a territory. They just give it to. What's his name? Um, Carl Coffern. Oh, yeah, they just yeah. give it to him.
2: But they just play. They, they just box kick the shit out of it, man. Like, that's what, like, when, when Cast. When I when we played Cast a few years ago, and I just watching Cast just playing a territory game, they're just box kicking, just trying to have strong D in a good kicking game. Whereas the French teams used to just you know play that romantic kind of throwing the ball around, now they're starting to go well if we just play pragmatic rugby, we've a good chance of winning. Um, yeah, but John, so so, look, Sexton would make any team better. Mm.
1: But yeah. if you're Leinster, you're you're looking at you know keeping him there for as long as possible as a player, but then transitioning him into a coach, I presume.
2: Yeah, there there's the thing though, man. Is there like
1: if if
2: you look at it like when you've got guys like O'Connell and O'Gara who go abroad, they start earning their stripes abroad, making their mistakes, coaching abroad, all, all the while, all the oh. while, <laughs> getting ready to take those plums to market. Um, they 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 then come back. They come back then, and they're and they're ready to have a go at, at, at Munster or Leinster or whatever. Whereas if Johnny comes in now, um, this is like the conversation I was having with Rory. If Johnny comes. Say he plays another two years and he retires when he's 36. Is he going to go in then? What, what's he going to be responsible for? He's, he's going to be coaching players that he's been playing with. Now, I think it's not going to be a huge change relationship-wise as it would be for some other guys because he's basically... He's a leader like, there He's anyway. like a coach yeah. there already, but it's still a difficult place because he should be taking a, a new job. You suddenly go from having no experience in, in management... To suddenly being dropped in at the very highest level in one of the best clubs in the world. Having said that, Leo did it well. He did because he got a lot of support around him, and I'm sure that they would support Johnny as well. And yeah, I I, I think he's. I think Irish rugby will be slow to want to lose him. You know what I mean? They they would want to keep him as a player for sure. I suppose it's just up for him. Then it's have to chat to his to his wife and take into account the age of their kids and say listen will we go he he may not like how much better is he going to get as a coach coaching in France that's the question do you know what I mean how much better are you going to get like when you when you talk to anyone who's coached in France and they give you they give you back um, they give you feedback like it's it's a lot different you know having a a fairly (laughs) strong philosophy and learning a good workflow as a coach from from mentors and then you Know having to learn it from scratch, and if you're learning it from scratch and it's not a good environment, then it's you know it's going to be tough, a tough start.
0: Yeah, well, he, he if as I said, anybody else who, who did that who just had two um two offers, they'd be using it to bump up one. Johnny, mm. you need to take this seriously in the IRF. You probably need a front up, I think, because he will, he will. I, I obviously haven't been chatting to I haven't a clue. I would imagine he's the guy, he's the guy who'd be stubborn, stubborn enough to say, if I don't get what I want, I'm going, mm. and I don't mean financially get what I want, I'm just saying. Um, this is where I'm at and this is what I'm going to be offered and yeah and I will I'll go
1: okay well look let's focus on the foreigners that did come to Ireland and play no nice Uh, again (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't though (laughs) Uh, we've got to get my 15 I'm going back (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) Uh, I've lifted up to you again to pick your best 15 foreign players that have ever played in Ireland that did not qualify for Ireland in the professional era Mm. Of rugby, so um, who wants to go first? I, I just,
2: just for to be clear, I did pinch one player off after Trimby, and I'm, I'm sure well, I've, compared, compared. I've pinched back. <laughs> yeah. were even. They were just getting a blend of both yeah. your, your sides. So starting, loosehead, "Yeah, I went and I look. I, I know I've missed people here. Mm-hmm. I went Ollie Larue. Yeah, I didn't think he was." outrageous but I didn't I didn't have an awful lot of competition at Mm Loosehead Hooker was a tough one Uh, I went with Matt Sexton Matt Sexton uh, he played with Ulster a few years ago Reminds me He was before my time even Uh, Was he? Yeah yeah, He was tough good player Uh, I give an honourable mention for Andy Kiriakou Oh yeah because Whilst I think he may have been able to qualify for Ireland, I, he never played I don't think he ever really played he never played for
1: Ireland, but he, he was a good player and we played a gig in Liverpool last year and he showed up at the gig. I hadn't hmm. seen him in years. He played for Munster many years ago at very He played for Munster as, well. as well. Sorry, yeah. He played for us before you, yeah. Oh really? Um similar haircut to fly. Yeah, so we were outside and having a couple of pints out outside in the the street outside this uh, venue in Liverpool. Yeah. And there was loads of people. It was like a summer's evening and someone brought a football. <laughs> it was like one o'clock in the morning and then people were just kind of having a point just passing the football and then people started getting carried away and it was... A few toe pegs and he just volleyed this ball as hard as he could and went straight across the road and smashed some girls straight from <laughs> <in> the face. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Someone actually got it on video I need to find that it was phenomenal. Uh so he had a good right boot as well. Yeah, yeah. But he yeah. was he was a like I normally
2: hated all the hookers, like not personally, I just hated them for for being in my position, yeah. being in a position I wanted to be in. But when he came into Munster when I had a shoulder injury. I couldn't help but admire him. He was so honest. He was such a good worker and he had such good basics. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah, great. Uh, Tighthead was tough. Uh, there was BJ Bota and Stan Wright. And I think just by virtue of winning, I'm going to give it to Stan Wright. BJ is definitely a better player, in my opinion. Is definitely a far better player. You've covered yourself there, well done. Um Mm -hmm. but I think Stan Wright won won the European Cup with Leinster Uh, Locke I went with John Langford oh classic I gave an honourable mention to Ali Muldowney who had an outstanding year that (laughs) (laughs) one season who was a quality player Uh, Scott Fardy in the role with him Uh, six it was easy Rocky Elsom. seven uh, I had Jim Williams and then the one that I forgot was Brad Thorne and Trimby pointed out, and because of his success, Brad Thorne as a seven, mm-hmm. he's gone in a seven now. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe, or maybe he's
0: not. I could. I mean, put, he hasn't got the mobility for. Well, hang on a second. Especially if was about
2: thirty six? Hold on, <laughs> I'm going to put Brad Thorne in the row now and put Scott, Scott Fardy on the on the flank. Okay. Uh, Jim Williams obviously gets a mention there as well. Marcel Kotsia because he's just been so good. <clears throat> he's been incredible. Ruan Pienaar at nine. Uh Contepomi at ten centres. I went with I I love uh La Mafia. I went with Trevor Halstead at twelve, Ruha Topoki at thirteen, Doug Howlett uh on the on the wing with Charles Pietow and Issa Nasiwa We
0: have exactly the same back. Eason Asiwa Eason Asiwa for fullback. Yeah. Nine to fifteen, exactly the same.
1: Exactly the same. Really you, you, yeah. you
0: has to was a surprise to me that I know I, I was surprised yeah. I, was, I thought you were going to go. Maybe an unbe- unbelievable season. Yeah, that that, that season though. miracle match. He would have been the one setting up the more. Uh, no, 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 no miracle I match. Only maths. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> oh, shit, uh, maths was so so no, good. It's, yeah, it's okay. tough. Like it's well, but, yeah, and maths won won one of maths was unbelievable well.
1: and like always fit and mm. just. 85 kgs and smashing
0: lads, timing and tackles. Like Do you want I'm me to talk about. you through my my honourable mentions for my backline? G- yeah. go, go 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 through. Give, give us your fifteen, man. Okay, right. You want? Uh, I had um, uh, Pucciarello at one. Okay. I pinched his Matt Saxon. Yeah. hooker John Afua at, at tight head. Mm. I definitely think I've got you there.
2: Uh, I know he's a br- he's yeah. probably no, the I, most I, talented of all those players yeah. of the of the tight heads. But but Stan Wright's won a World Cup. Or he's what <laughs> Stan or Fools won a Ra- World Cup Fools. no sorry Stan Wright's won the
0: European Cup okay a Fools won a World Cup <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so BJ, BJ's won the World Cup yeah but you didn't pick him Yeah,
2: I know I know that's <laughs> I what I'm saying yeah. I'm saying the foreigners <laughs> really fine. Okay, okay. It doesn't matter, it doesn't <laughs> when matter. the foreigners came to Ireland what did they do when the foreigners <laughs> came to Ireland <laughs> what did they do 800 years <laughs> they took
1: our <laughs> yeah.
2: For fuck's sake, how did it turn into this? I've this got Luke Fitzgerald um, now, like people are like, oh, Jerry Fennery hates <laughs> foreigners. I'm like, no, no we're actually <laughs> picking our favourite foreign 15.
0: <laughs> uh, I've got Justin Harrison uh, in the second row. Um Fuck, He, he shored up our line out granted shored up your line out shored up our line out he said shored he shored
2: up our line out
0: he shored up our line out but he he carried like a wet piece of paper <laughs> <laughs> dreadful in the he collision was, he was dreadfully unhappy looking <laughs> yeah. I hated him <laughs> everybody hated him <laughs> I, apart from us obviously honestly, I wasn't going to say
2: learned, I, we, we think that as well oh.
0: that's honestly one of the reasons why we valued him so much yeah. especially other Irish provinces I used to they spend time him.
2: learning shit about him man because I was there, I'm going to get into it with this guy, man. Because I played again yeah. one
0: time and I must have knocked the ball
2: on three times. And every time I'd, I'd look up, people would Did like, he say something
0: about your lazy eye, no?
2: <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a lazy eye, you
0: Because I remember he did the same. He used to get like prepared for slags more than he got prepared for games. And he was like, he has got a lazy eye. And I'm sure he was going to bring it up. Did he never bring it up? I don't have a lazy eye. <laughs> Justin
2: Harrison, man. I love him now. I was just, Justin Harrison. Man. Honestly, every time I knocked the ball on, he was standing over me and saying something, and I was there. You yeah. are so shit. I imagine him
0: so spitting tobacco at you or something <laughs> like that. Oh, he's, he's such a b- value of having someone like that in your team.
1: plays the
0: ass. hillbilly So anyway, Harrison. Um, <laughs> f- he's a f- that. F- <laughs> Roy, sorry. Sorry. Steve. <laughs> <Peep. laughs> Nathan Hines at five. would vived. like to apologise for... Uh, tre- <laughs> I went for Nathan Hines uh, uh, to partner Harsh oh, in the second row. Oh, room.
2: good call. Yeah. Good
0: call. Um, so I had to put... Um, I, I, I picked uh, Rocky Elsom at eight, first of all. He got changed twice because I remembered Nick Williams at eight. Mm. So I moved Rocky Elson to six. And then I remembered Brad Thorne, <laughs> and I'd already got my two second rows picked, so I moved him to Rocky Elsom to seven. He can play anywhere, can't he? Mm. Anyway. Hang on a second, why don't you put Brad Thorne in the, in the row instead of Justin Harrison? No, because Harrison is my mo- most valued player now, because the rise he just got out of you there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, imagine you
1: could just base your whole career on just making up slags about people. Yeah.
0: He got, Harrison used to get into rise in every tunnel at halftime or after the game. he would find their second row or someone who he thought was a little bit volatile (laughs) and he would just start abusing them. Honestly, like three or four weeks in a row, there was a row in the tunnel at halftime. Wow. And it was Bob Casey was another one he had a go at. Um, What did he say about him? um, Oh, get your finger out, Casey. That was it. (laughs) That's all it needed to be. And uh, what do you call uh, Trevor Brennan. Yeah. Um, it was Harrison and him were going at each other wow well, and, and then yeah, and then Brennan that's when Brennan went into the stand in Toulouse and then battered that Ulster supporter oh the Ulster supporter who
2: said that was that what game were you, what were you shouting at him Ulster supporter I was saying your beer is poor <laughs> I was there, not your mum is a her. no I was shouting your beer is poor um, I was there that guy
0: deserved a box, man, for shouting that shit at him. Yeah, yeah, I agree, actually. That was that game. He that was that game. Harrison, um, I, I remember, I remember seeing the whole thing. Um, what other shit is Justin Harrison man? He he's caused it. a lot of he problems. He did man. all the time, all the time. But again, we loved him. <laughs> but people are like Liz, you and your Lizzie, I hated him. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone in the sh- listening to the show has been affected by Justin Harrison, <laughs> <laughs> he's called the <a> Samaritans. <laughs> so. so I'll get into my. It's obviously the same backline, so. Honourable mentions in the back line. Um, uh, Christian Lilifano, um, mm. excellent addition for, for us. Paul Steinmet, mightn't have been appreciated outside of Ulster as much. Sam Tutupo, uh, Mafi, uh, Casey Lillaila. Yes. Um, token Connit, uh, Malia Aina. Malia Aina was one of my favourite players ever. Mm.
2: I don't think he delivered for Connit. I,
0: I agree, I, think he, I don't think he delivered, but he was one of my favourite players. I don't think mm. I ever met him either. Uh, and Christian Cullen. Yeah, everybody forgets Christian Cullen sign for yeah, most Yeah, Again, he probably wasn't great. He was injured a lot, wasn't he?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And plus, remember, Alan Gaffney was like, they're like, yeah, Christian Cullen's not playing great. And they're like, uh, Alan Gaffney was like, no, he's playing amazing. The rest of them can't <laughs> read his lines. <laughs> <laughs> he literally was saying it like, he's like, oh, look at that line, colleagues running.
1: Oh, look at these other idiots. Is it like the 14 other clowns? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was a clown back then. Yeah, yeah. I definitely was, though. But I remember, yeah, I remember playing like. The first game against with Christian Cullen. Like, this is the greatest rugby player that has mm. ever lived, and I'm playing alongside him. I thought you were going to say, and he was a big disappointment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he didn't really, he was kind of done at that stage, wasn't he? He was a yeah. great fella, but the shoulders injuries, his shoulder shoulders, shoulders were fucked. Yeah. He used to, like, there was like, there was like,
2: like about three grand worth of tape on his shoulders. Like, he was, he was, uh, I was the same thing. I remember, like, when he was at training, I'd be like this. Looking across it, oh my God! It's Christmas, yeah. Christmas Cullen! It's Christian Cullen <laughs> I'm
1: reading his book right now. <laughs> <laughs> he would be like,
2: oh, we need to sign. you like trying to get him to sign things. So you could just like, oh, I got his autograph. Yeah, yeah. it was my end. He was really for me. Yeah, he was so quiet. he would be like trying to get in in the drill groups that he's in. So you could try and tackle him, or he'd tackle you. You'd be like, oh man, it's good tackle by Christian Cullen. Yeah. yeah, it was amazing. Good, great, man.
1: great mention. Great mm. mention. Okay, uh, that's good. Uh, do I have to pick a winner? I yeah. can't remember. They're just a blend. Of the city, Hang on a second. Rugby win. He's got say. that. He's got Justin Harrison in the role. OK, man. good call. Lazy you, eye. You win. Trimby, for the lazy eye. That trumps everything. Uh, congratulations, Trimby. You get a pint of Guinness to put Thanks. in your phone bag. Thanks. Um, you did uh, well. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening and thank you for watching on YouTube. Hello. Thanks also to anyone that's on our Facebook page and for leaving your comments and also on Twitter. Uh, We've got a special Christmas show for all of you that will be up next Sunday, 22nd of December. And we're handing out our end-of-year awards again and we'll have also our best bits from the last year. Uh, To Pat, Fiona, Paul, Anthony, and a big thank you to the two boys and for everyone that made the show possible. This has been Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby here on Joe together with Guinness. Party on. Party on. Party on. You are listening to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby on Joe, together with Guinness. Drink responsibly. Visit drinkaware.ie for the facts.